Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Giants, your podcast on the New York football giants. I am your host, Art Stapleton of the Record. You can find my coverage on NorthJersey.com in the record and on the USA Today Sports Network. It is Wednesday, September 7th, and we are right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Giants-Cowboys. I hope you enjoyed the crossover episode yesterday with Drew Davison of Locked On Cowboys. Uh, We had a good time doing it. The show was well-received by the audience, both with Drew and uh, our audience at Locked On Giants. So you can expect that to be a staple of our show going forward. We'll have a crossover episode uh, every week with with our Locked On counterpart of the other NFL team. Next week will obviously be the Saints for the uh, Giants home opener at MetLife Stadium. Well, today was uh, first practice for the Giants, first real practice, getting ready for game one Sunday in Arlington, Texas. And the first thing that struck me when we walked in this morning to the media room was the pre-practice injury report. There were three players listed. And anyone who follows the Giants knows that the injury report has been rather lengthy the last three seasons. They've been the most injured team in the NFL for whatever reason. And there are a lot of reasons, whether it's bad luck, whether it's the training methods, whether it's Tom Coughlin and his practice schedule, uh, whether it's the combination of that plus players who are injury injury prone. The reality is the Giants are a lot healthier going into week one this year than I think they ever have been uh, since I've been on the beat. And that's going back to 2010 uh, when I was uh, the backup beat writer uh, here for the Giants at the record. Uh, So the Giants are healthy. They're going into a hostile environment in Dallas, and they need to win a game. They haven't won the season opener since 2010. Obviously, we know they've been seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten the last three seasons, uh, and Dallas has ripped their heart out each of the last two years. Once at MetLife Stadium, once at Jerry World, uh, and both with Tony Romo leading the charge. So today's episode, we're going to hit you early with the Cover Two segment, uh, and then the rest of the show, we're going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. He spoke to the media today. I've got a story going tomorrow. Uh, in the record about Odell, his training in the offseason. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that video from July uh, when he was mobbed in the streets of Germany. Uh, I have some good uh, anecdotes about that. Uh, so I'll get to that. But first, we'll go with our Cover 2 segment. And I think the best place to start with the Cover 2 segment would be with the two players who were on the injury report at the end of practice. Uh, the third 
was rookie linebacker B.J. Goodson. He was in the concussion protocol, but he was cleared, so he participated, and he's no longer listed on the injury report. The two players who were limited in practice, first we'll go with Jonathan Casillas, linebacker, uh, one of the MVPs of the summer, if there is such a thing for the Giants, has that ribs injury. Uh, there were no fractures, but it's extremely sore for him. Uh, he's trying to play through it. Uh, today, the sense was that uh, he was moving around pretty well. It's still a pain management, a pain tolerance situation for Casillas. But he said last week that he's playing in the game against Dallas when you're a veteran like Casillas, I think maybe he gets spot duty. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see if he starts uh, in base defense uh, on the weak side with Kelvin Shepard at middle linebacker and Devon Kennard on the strong side. But when the Giants go to nickel, it wouldn't surprise me to see Casillas come off. Uh, and Maybe it's a combination of Shepard and Keenan Robinson or Keenan Robinson and Devon Kennard, uh, something to that effect, uh, or even a JT Thomas may have an opportunity uh, if he's active for the game uh, to step in. But I, I would expect Casillas to play on Sunday. The other player that was listed, that would be my second player on the cover two, would be Darian Thompson, rookie safety. He's been out since week two of the preseason with what was deemed a bruised shoulder. Uh, Giants are trying to be very cautious with Thompson, and why wouldn't you? He's a young player. Uh, he, he was penciled in as the starter with Landon Collins, uh, and he's earned that spot. He's now wearing a harness. Uh, all along, I had been told that this was not something to worry about. It was not going to keep Thompson out of action. Uh, I've since heard information is that it depends on what kind of action you're talking about right now. You know, the Giants may not throw him right in there in the starting lineup. They may not put him on the field in specific rundown situations because they don't want to see if his shoulder at this point can handle him coming up and having to make tackles in the open field. Uh, that's why Nat Burhe is here. I think Nat Burhe has shown the last two weeks of the preseason and in practice that he's ready for this role. Uh, there's a reason why the Giants had Burhey projected as a starter last year with Landon Collins before he suffered that calf injury that cost him the entire season. So the questions about Darian Thompson, he is getting reps with the first team in practice. I do believe that he is in the game plan, but I would not be surprised to see Nat Burhey as the starting safety on Sunday and have Thompson playing uh, sort of a limited role. Uh, maybe he gets some first-team snaps. Maybe in the nickel he's out there for his coverage skills. Uh, he's a little bit more suited to a free safety role than, than a, uh, a Landon Collins or a Nat Burhey. So I would think that they would try to, if they're going to use Darian Thompson, at least some part of Sunday, I would think he would be in a coverage role. But again, that tomorrow will be the big day in practice. It's a full-padded practice. Uh, that Ben McAdoo said it's their heaviest practice of the week. Uh, then Friday will be a fresh Friday, as Ben McAdoo likes to call it, sort of a recovery day, a mental day, similar to what Tom Coughlin did last year with his quote-unquote GPS day. Uh, and then Saturday will kind of be a launch practice, 
at 80% speed before the Giants get on a plane and head to Dallas. So those would be the two cover two guys today. We'll have more on that tomorrow. Uh, but now let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and what he had to say today. And look, number 13 on the Giants is one of the most popular players in the league. You're talking about someone who garners attention everywhere he goes, whether it's the Met Gala with Lena Dunham of girls fame, the actress, uh, making posts on social media about Odell Beckham Jr., supposedly ignoring her when he didn't even know he was sitting at the table with her. Uh, you know, she has since apologized. Odell talked about that today and said he doesn't want to get into anything where anyone would dislike him. Uh, but what's very interesting about Odell and his approach to this season is it's all always been about September 11th. It's always been about the Giants season opener. It's always been about the focus of getting better and turning this team into a winner. You know, he's been here two years, and they've been 6-10 and 10 both seasons. Uh, that has worn on him a little bit, I think. Uh, he's a competitor. He wants to win. He's talked a lot about how he hates losing. And I think Beckham uh, was pretty clear today that he didn't mind. He wouldn't mind if his stats didn't match the last two seasons. He just so happened to be the most productive receiver in NFL history after two seasons, surpassing Randy Moss. Uh, so I think for Beckham's sake, I think he's saying all the right things. I think he truly believes uh, that the best way for him to, to kind of get into this next step of his career is to win. Uh, and I think he's doing everything he can to be in that situation. Now, before we continue with that, I would say make sure you check out on our Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we're growing rapidly and doing as best we can across the board. We've got every team in the NFL covered just about. Uh, we got local podcasts, and it's it's free. So uh, you can go and find us on Audio Boom, on iTunes, and on Google Play. The product we give, you'll get nowhere else as far as podcasts go. Uh, and I take a lot of pride in being able to... to enhance our coverage in the record uh, here with Locked On Giants. Uh, so the best I can say is uh, if you want to be involved in Locked On Giants, please email me at LockedOnGiants at gmail.com. Uh, I'm always taking feedback, advice for the podcast. We're still trying to grow. Uh, as I joked on Twitter the other day, uh, we're I'm still a rookie at this thing and we're still learning the playbook. So uh, grow with us and keep our our growth part of your uh, daily intake of of your Giants coverage and your NFL coverage because we know we we know you live breathe eat sleep Giants football uh, so we're trying to give you the best we can on a daily basis of what you need from your team. Part of our Special story on Odell Beckham Jr. for tomorrow in the record. Uh, I was able to speak to renowned speed coach Jamal Ligon, who works exclusively with Odell in the offseason. He's become very good friends with Odell, but he's also his trainer and someone that Odell relies on uh, and leans on uh, for his success. 
He met him last year, and he worked with Ligon in the offseason last year, and obviously anyone who knows Odell's story coming out of his rookie year, his hamstrings were a big issue. So Ligon worked with him to strengthen his legs, to work on his hamstrings, to work as a speed coach, but also to get him healthy and be able to stay healthy and endure the rigors of an NFL season. Now, obviously, Odell played 15 games last year. He should have played 16 games, but he had the incident with Josh Norman and the Panthers and was forced to serve a one-game suspension from the league for his actions, uh, something that ultimately uh, I think he's learned from. But the reality is Beckham was healthy for the entire season last year. Uh, He appears healthy this year. Uh, And as I talked to Ligon, you know, Jamal talked a lot about Odell's approach to to this season and the mindset and how this is his third season. He compared it to junior year in high school and the idea that as a player, as a football player, as an athlete in general, your junior year is your biggest year of your career because it sets you up for college, it sets you up for scholarship opportunities, it sets you up to where you want to go. Whether you're a serious player and you're going to be able to sustain success and get to that next level, or are you going to level off and just kind of be that, that guy who had a couple good seasons and then all of a sudden you're talking about where your career could have gone rather than where it went. Uh, so I talked to Jamal Ligon a little bit on the phone, and I, I'm sure that if you haven't seen it by now, you can go and find it on YouTube. Uh, just Google Odell Beckham Jr. and Germany from this summer. And Odell had a Beatles moment. He was in Germany as an ambassador for the NFL for the games coming to London, uh, but also in Europe in general, uh, just trying to grow the game. The NFL asked Odell to go to Germany. Victor Cruz went to London, uh, and they were trying to promote the game as best as they can. And that trip to Germany with Bayern Munich, with the the soccer club, but also there's the Bayern Cowboys, uh, who are an American football team in Germany, Odell made stops there. He had a lot of meet and greets as far as autographs go. But the moment that changed the trip for Odell Beckham Jr. was in the streets of Germany after a meet and greet when thousands of fans of all ages started chanting his name, OBJ, OBJ. And to bask in that kind of adoration... Beckham got on the hood of the car that they were driving in and it was parked at the time and just kind of took it all in and that moment, that embrace uh, was something that Jamal Ligon told me and he was there. He said he'd never experienced in person before uh, and Jamal told me that he was a Michael Jackson aficionado and he watched used to watch the Jackson 5 documentaries and the Michael Jackson documentaries about swarms of people coming after Michael Jackson, how he was a worldwide icon. And he said in that moment, that's the first thing he thought of as fans swarmed and called Odell's name, the idea that this is where it's gotten to. It was MJ, King of Pop, and OBJ, King of the Football World. And I think... For Odell Beckham Jr., 
that moment this summer kind of served as a launch off point into his third season. And I'll tell you why. The reality is there's a reason why Jamal Ligon was with Odell Beckham Jr. in Germany. He could have brought anyone on that trip. He could have brought his family, could have brought friends, could have brought an entourage to see what it's all about, to sightsee, to get out there and really enjoy his last couple weeks of the summer before he had to report to training camp, which was two weeks later. And instead, Odell invited Jamal Ligon, his speed coach. And Ligon came with him and they worked out every day while in Germany. They worked out on his agility, on his, an- on his ankles, uh, trying to make sure that he improved his lateral quickness. Ligon told me about a tennis ball drill in which the athlete, in this case Odell, is in a five-yard-by-five-yard five box, and Ligon fires two tennis balls at him that works on his hand-eye coordination, his vision, and his lateral quickness. Anyone who's watched Odell Beckham Jr., if you wonder where, it's, where his, that skill has come from, obviously it's God-given, but it's also generated through the work that he does uh, in the off-season. So I, I thought talking to Jamal would kind of give me a different perspective on Odell, and it certainly did. Uh, I think that has kind of set Odell up for a season uh, that, you know, he's going to get a lot of attention again and expectations. I asked Odell today, and I know it sounds silly, but is there any way that there's less pressure on him this year because he's now not living up to the catch as a rookie? He's not necessarily living up to his rookie season in which he finished as Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL and really, you know, the best rookie that the Giants have seen since Lawrence Taylor. And Odell said, no, not really, but he doesn't subscribe to the word pressure. He said he believed more in expectations. He said, and those expectations for himself are not set by people outside the Giants or by opponents. They're set by himself. Uh, And he told me last summer that the only expectation he has for him, he has two things that he wants in his career. He wants to be able to hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy and he wants to be able to slide on that gold jacket in Canton one day. And those are two things that Odell Beckham Jr. is focused on. Regardless of everything you see in commercials and living at Drake's house this summer uh, and all the things that he's doing, his focus is on week one Dallas Cowboys at Jerry World. And I think the way we've seen Odell kind of grow as a player Uh, It'll be very interesting to see his maturation and his growth on the field because off the field, he's been a different player. Off the field, he's been a leader in that locker room. Uh, He talked a lot about Victor Cruz's return Sunday and how Victor Cruz has been a mentor for him, Uh, and he's just very excited for Cruz. You know, I talked to Sterling Shepard about Odell Beckham, and the question I asked him was very simple. I said, I know you pattern your game around Odell Beckham. You watched him on TV. You took things from his game. You admired him from afar. But now that you're here, what's the one thing that you've seen from him that you didn't anticipate, you didn't expect, or maybe it's taken you aback and surprised you? 
And Shepard told me, quite simply, it's his work ethic. He said, you watch the guy on TV and you see how talented he is. He said, but you watch him on the practice field and he's all out every day. Uh, and I think it's left an impression on Sterling Shepard going into his first game of his NFL career. The idea that Beckham and Shepard uh, have become very close. And I joked with Shepard and I said, you know, it's kind of like Victor Cruz was the mentor for Odell Beckham Jr. And now Odell is the mentor for you, Sterling. And he joked with me and he said, Odell had one mentor, meaning Victor. He said, I have two. So Victor Cruz and Odell Beckham Jr. have both taken Sterling Shepard under their wing for different reasons, for obvious reasons. Uh, and I think Shepard is only the better, you know, he's benefited from that. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see those three together on the field come Sunday against Dallas. Now, the Cowboys represent an interesting game for Odell. And this was also part of my story in the record for tomorrow. And obviously, uh, check out the links that I'll tweet out in the morning. But you can also find it on NorthJersey.com, where you can find all of our coverage. Is that against the Cowboys, as a rookie, when he made that catch that captured the imagination of the entire league... He had 10 catches for 146 yards. Now, he played the Cowboys twice last season and was held to a combined nine catches for under 100 yards in both games. So the question was posed to Odell and to Jason Garrett, actually, the Cowboys coach on our conference call today. You know, what, what is the secret for the Cowboys against the Giants? And Odell simply put it and said, you know, we didn't hit the ground running last year. Uh, if you remember that game last year, that first game, everyone remembers how it ended. But how it started is Odell took a pretty vicious hit early in the game coming across the middle. Uh, whether it was clean or not, that's debatable. I think it was, and there was no flag. But the Cowboys kind of sent the message. They were tired of hearing about Beckham's catch from the year before, especially since they won that game. And when it came down to it last year, the Cowboys secondary really performed well against the Giants as a whole. I don't know necessarily if they shut down Odell as much as they shut down the entire, the entire offense and really made them pay for things that they couldn't do without any other receivers besides Odell Beckham Jr. So I think you see a different attack that the Giants take against the Cowboys this week. Uh, I do think that uh, Shepard will be involved. Uh, I think they're going to unveil him a little bit on Sunday. Uh, as you've heard on Locked on Giants, I I've said that I believe they've kind of played it close to the vest with Shepard. I joked with them today about, you know, are they going to let him run more than one, one or two routes in the game? On Sunday, he just kind of smirked and smiled and said, I hope so. Um, I, I think they're preparing to, to kind of unleash Shepard a little bit on the Cowboys uh, and, and show people that, that they, they have high hopes for this rookie and it's going to take a lot of pressure in-game off of Odell Beckham Jr., so that was kind of the day out there at the facility today. Uh, gave you the lowdown on the injuries. Tomorrow will be a heavy-handed day, as Ben McAdoo likes to say. Uh, we'll, we'll see 
where the Giants go from here, how much more can Darian Thompson and Jonathan Casillas do in practice. But again, you're going to hear a lot about how the Giants need to prepare for the two rookies on the Cowboys, Dak Prescott at quarterback and Ezekiel Elliott at running back. Uh, today, for me, was all about Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he, he was sat, sat there for almost 15 minutes talking to the media, uh, was very contrite, seemed very humble in terms of what he was talking about this season, was very complimentary about some of the guys that he's trained with. He mentioned Reggie Bush uh, and sending Reggie Bush a text yesterday saying, thank you for inspiring me, uh, for showing me the way, uh, just by watching you from afar. I thought that was interesting. And the anecdote I will leave you with today on today's show uh, was something that I thought was very interesting that Odell brought up about training with Antonio Brown of the Steelers. Now, if you're a fantasy football fan, you know that Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr., especially in points-per-reception leagues, PPR for those in the know, these two guys are the top two picks in the league in fantasy football. Well, down in Florida, they worked out together this year, AB and OBJ, and there's a lot of mutual respect going beyond the last couple of years with Beckham and Antonio Brown. And the analogy Beckham used about what he takes from, from Antonio Brown's game is that, you know, when you, the way he put it, he said, you go to a concert, you go to an artist's concert, and you listen to the music and you appreciate it and you see how great it is. He said, but then the next day you go into the studio with that artist and you watch that artist produce the music and see what goes in behind the scenes and see how that piece of music and that production is put together. He said that's how he felt about training with Antonio Brown this offseason. He said he sees A.B. and sees what he does on the field through highlights. He said, but you go to train with him and you see what he does. You could only gain perspective and take things from his game and put it into yours. So I tell you what, if Giants fans can expect Odell Beckham Jr. to mirror what Antonio Brown has done, they're the top two receivers in the NFL. And I think that story alone just tells you where Odell Beckham Jr.'s mindset is, who he's trying to glean from and take from as he moves forward into his third season in the NFL. Well, all that that about does it. Thanks for listening to Locked On Giants today. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So until then, check you later. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.